Welcome to the 73rd episode of the Cinefessions Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts. My name's Brandon Chowan. And joining me again tonight are my two favorite movie-talking buddies. We have Ash Collins and Mark Nadu. Ash, how's everything this week? Well, mostly okay. That's good. <laughs> Hopefully we don't have to re-record this intro again like we did last week, because that was fun. <laughs> uh, Mark, I know last week started out pretty shitty for you, but uh, did it end up any better than it started? Oh, well, I have a cold, so uh, if I sound a little <laughs> nasal this time, yeah, I'm on a cocaine, and now I have a cold. Go figure. Oh, I'll man. That, yeah, that's that's how it works. Oh, I got a nosebleed. Fuck. <laughs> I'll be okay. Oh, man. No, I'm, if I sound yeah. funny, don't mind me. It's my <laughs> I'm finally getting over my cold. I've had it for the past week, and it's uh, finally see, over a week, and it seems to finally be going away, so... Thank goodness. Uh, rather better but. be cold now than next week, you know, so. Yep, exactly. So, tonight we are continuing on in our home invasion arc with a review of Kidnapped from 2010. And we also discussed the films that we chose from last week's Besting the Backlog Challenge, moving on to round number 10. Before that, though, just a reminder, you can interact with us in a few different ways. You can find us on Twitter at Cinefessions, and you can email us at contact at Cinefessions.com. And finally, you can leave us a voicemail if you want to be part of an upcoming show at 1-302-448-TALK. That's 1-302-448-8255. We love comments, questions, corrections, concerns, what have you. So please reach out to us using any of those three services. You can also like our Facebook page at facebook.com backslash Cinefessions and check out our long list of past reviews and all the previous 72 podcast episodes at Cinefessions.com. And finally, we're proud to tell you that this episode of the Cinefessions podcast is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a 30-day trial so all of our Cinefessions listeners can get an opportunity to, to check out what their services have to offer. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, your Kindle, or your Android devices. So head on over to audibletrial.com backslash Cinefessions to get your free audiobook. That's audibletrial.com backslash Cinefessions. So with all that out of the way, Ash, have you been able to do anything else this week besides work? My wife and I started uh, partaking of CSI, the original Vegas one on uh, Hulu. Okay. Yeah, we were like binging the shit out of that. So <laughs> uh, yeah, I, Grissom was my always my favorite, so... I, I'm enjoying revisiting these after a while because it's been a couple of years since. Very cool. Other than that, that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> very good. And what about you, Mark? Um, just a bit. Uh, I know we it's, we're pretty close on recording days, but uh, I was finally yeah. able to finish Luke Cage. Oh, Unless okay. I did it last week. I don't think I did. <laughs> days are kind of boring <laughs> no, for you me. Were, you were you were on the last episode, I think. I was okay. Yeah, so I, I finished Luke Cage. Loved it. Um, and then me and Melissa, we started uh, season six of Supernatural. And we just watched the pilot so far. Uh, or I guess the first episode of the season. And okay. I am so underwhelmed by it. After all <laughs> this fighting at the end of five. And then, again, I don't want to spoil anything. But to have what happened at the end of five and then season six starts, it's like, oh, it never happened. Mm -hmm. Or I wouldn't say or it happened, but I'm back. I'm like... Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I know I'm sure there's more to the story, 
Um, oh, there is. It, it, I will warn you. The next cu- you're in season six, right? Yeah. Yeah, the next couple seasons are rough when they basically because seasons one through five had one showrunner running it. It was his plan. He left the show in season five because that's where he wanted to end it. Yeah. And, but they decided to keep going without him and kind of they kind of go all over the place for a couple seasons. So it's a little. Eh. That's what I heard. Um, so I'm hoping it's just watchable because we kind of took our time with season five. Because yeah. you know, some days you feel like you want to watch three episodes, four episodes. And some days it's like it's almost like homework where you just don't feel like watching this. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm hoping. Well, the thing is, you know, I've got all eleven seasons so far on Blu-ray, so I mm. have to watch them. Um, <laughs> you know, but I, I think I'd rather watch something else. But we'll see how season six starts off. But like right off the bat, not so good. I'm hoping it gets at least watchable. But you know, yeah. So that kind of sucked. Um, mm. As for movies, um, I, I worked a few night shifts, so we we're able to watch a few flicks. Only big one that is worth talking about, it's uh, that movie called Below from like 2002, 2003. It's that uh, Haunted Submarine film. Have you guys? Yeah, I've not seen it. No. Same director. I love that movie. Yeah, same director as Pitch Black. um, And uh, Uh it stars. Oh, hello. What? Who? I just meant, uh oh, because it's the same director as Pitch Black. Oh, that's oh, all. I, thought we, I thought we had audio. I know we've been having a ton of recording uh, issues tonight, so that's yeah. why. But no, no, okay. that's all. I'm glad we're still holding hands here. But yeah, um, <laughs> uh oh, Pitch Black. Yeah, um, yeah. So same director. That's why the name sounds familiar. And I think I had mentioned below when we talked about Pitch Black. But you know, in my Sudafed haze here, I'm, you know, I don't know what's up and down these days. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it, it's unfortunately it's a directed video. I don't believe it got a cinematic re- or a theatrical release, which is a shame because it's a really good haunted house story, but set underwater during the Second World War. Um, I'll leave it at that. But it's highly recommended on my end. Um, I think it's it's really really good. Um, apart from that, last night. Um, Minus the homework we did for this episode. Um, mm-hmm. I jumped on Netflix trying to lower my list a bit. And I watched Nonstop with Liam Nielsen. Yes. Um, and I've had that DVD or that Blu-ray in my hands at the store. You know, oh, it's only $6. I'm like, do I really need this? You know, is it, do I really like it's on Netflix. I need to buy it. So I, I never <laughs> do. Um, I think I'd, I'd probably pick it up next time it's, I see it on sale for super cheap. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a fun airline thriller, you know. Yeah. Um, it's, it's one of the, it reminds me a lot of flight plan in a way that, uh, yeah, that, um, no, absolutely. Ah, what's her name? Uh, <laughs> holy shit. I can picture her fucking face on the yes, goddamn yes. cover and I can't. She's so pretty. What's her name? Oh my God. And, uh, oh, okay. Oh, I, I, no, I'm trying, I'm, I'm, it's called, uh, vaping for time here, folks. I am <laughs> for a time here. Um, oh. <laughs> Judy Foster, fucking right. Yes, okay, good. thank you. God. I was gonna, I was gonna go MDB and Google Mavericks <laughs> of all films because <laughs> I know it's her and Mel Gibson, Judy Foster. Oh. Oh. I love that you were gonna move Google a different movie than Flight Plan <laughs> to figure out who she what? was. True. Why would I not pick a movie that? <laughs> <laughs> Again, oh. Suda Hayes. It's a Suda Hayes. 
Let's talk about 1993 uh, <laughs> Cowboy Comedy with Mel Gibson. <laughs> when he didn't say those words. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> wow. That's how my that's how my brain works though. It's it's yeah. worked differently, you know? Anyhow. <laughs> Nonstop was good. <laughs> and um a last film I watched last night. I wanted something short just because it was getting late and I should be sleeping. Um, I watched a movie called, well, on my Netflix Canada, it was called uh, White Settlers. Mm-hmm. On Netflix US, it's called Bloodlands. It's an English-Scottish home invasion movie um, starring the girl from the movie Woman, the Jack Ketchum book. Her name is Pollyanna something. Um if I IMDb yeah, this time then I the um uh, yes Polly director is the guy that uh he has the woman's first name I feel like Lucy no uh, who's the director Lucy McKee uh no Simeon Heligan oh Sim or the hell am I? it's like it's like Simon with an E so Simon Simeons. Yeah, so uh, the actual That's Lucky is, McKee, anyway, I'm being an idiot. Oh, I'm thinking of a different movie then. Yeah, okay. You're thinking of, um, you, you're woman. thinking of Woman, because he directed yeah. Woman. Yeah. I'm okay. talking about White Settlers, Ike, uh, a.k.a. Bloodlines. Um, yeah, so it's Pollyanna McIntosh who's in it. And uh, I don't think I've seen a movie that she's had a bad performance. She's so much fun in everything she's in. Even in Woman, where she plays a feral woman that's chained to a wall... Um, it looks like she's kind of having fun with it because the material is so silly. Um, and, and this one again, it's 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 just nice in this movie though that she smiles a bit because she doesn't smile very much um, mm. because of the movie she plays in. But uh, yeah, um, so it's called The Bloodlands or AKA White Settlers. It's only like an hour and twenty minutes long. It is fun for a home invasion style film, um, <clears throat> so I totally recommend that one as well. But uh, apart from that, that's pretty much all I've done. Awesome. Very fitting that you watched another home invasion film that you can recommend. I like that. Not on purpose, uh, it, but yeah. Yeah. And as you mentioned, I, I actually just added, to, added it to my Netflix queue. And for the US, it's like you said, The Bloodlands is how it's listed there ah. instead of White Settlers. So yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm definitely going to check that one out though. So cool. How about you? What did you do? And that's about it, eh? I, um, for me, yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't do too terribly much because like you mentioned, it was kind of a quick turnaround. And so um, I did watch Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, uh, but mm. I'm not going to talk about it because that's, I'm going to do a Cinefashion series review for the Star Wars films. So and good. so I don't really want to talk about it oh, now. So you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so good. You know what I will say is I've watched it before, but I've never... What I, I have watched it, but I always fell asleep during the film. And so, okay. like, I was always lost. I wasn't sure what exactly was going on. And I've only tried it maybe once or twice. And so, I finally sat down. We actually was, I was able to watch it uh, in full. And, uh, you know, I felt like it gets a lot of hate. But I actually really liked it. So, I guess it's my spoiler for my review. But I, I really liked it. So, I'm excited to uh, – so, Star Wars Episode 2 and Episode 3 I actually have not seen. Ever? Four, five, and six I've seen a dozen times, but right, two and three I've never seen. Yeah, for me. Because I always fell asleep through one, so I didn't move on to two. Well, and so that's what we're going to do probably tomorrow night. I've seen it. I saw it three times in the theater because I fell asleep legit twice. It's, it's just, <laughs> for episode one? Yeah. I saw it. Th- I paid wow. for it three times, but I've only <laughs> seen it. In, like, yeah, I fell asleep twice. It's that fantastic. <laughs> I, I, I kind of feel bad for Jake Lloyd, though, the kid who plays Annie. 
mm-hmm. just because you know he's had hard times and I think got arrested recently and that I've always heard, I have heard well. yeah but I thought he I thought he was actually good in the film like for what he has to do I didn't mind him I know a lot of people don't like him oh sure um, but, but it's just he's Vader that's a problem oh spoiler <laughs> right yeah, uh, exactly uh, but yeah just he plays Vader like he's he's baby Vader you know mm-hmm. obviously people have all these expectations and yeah. then when you see a uh, a cherub-faced young blonde boy. It's not really what uh, people want to see, right? Right, but I think that makes it more interesting. It makes the turn more interesting, at least. Uh, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll I'll have that conclusion when I yes. watch two and three. I guess, yes. but anyway, um, I played, and so on uh, Black Friday, the weekend, uh, Best Buy was not doing their Gamers Club discount. Because uh, you get an extra twenty percent off, but this year they decided that black it would not work on Black Friday prices. Okay, so they had Guitar Hero Live, which is the newest one on sale for uh, Xbox One and PS4, and it had it was the two guitars and the game, and it was on sale for fifty bucks. Um, and uh, it you know it wasn't giving you the discount or whatever. Well, I was gonna buy it, but I decided I just waited too long and I didn't get it. But then Monday on Cyber Monday, they actually dropped the price another ten bucks, really? and so I got two guitars and the game for Xbox One for only forty bucks. And, and those guitars uh, retail like sixty bucks Canadian because I had yeah. to buy one or two uh, rock band guitars just because mm-hmm. they, I just kept uh, rocking hard hard on them and I just broke them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so I got, I got, that was a really great deal. I was really happy with that. And, uh, so me and my wife were playing it when we first got it and, uh, we only have like a set amount of songs or whatever. And so she was gone for like Saturday this past weekend or whatever. And so, uh, actually this was last weekend. So I should talk about this on the last episode, but I just, I just forgot about it. Um, but I played through the entire game. So I beat the game, which is undoubtedly my quickest beat ever bought the game opened it and played it and beat it all within like a five-day period, which never happened. So Question. I was pretty thrilled with myself. But uh, yeah, so I mean, it's it's a really good game. It's fun. It's the like campaign or story mode in it, whatever what do you call it. I feel like it's pretty short, um, but you have, uh, you know, all these songs you can play again, obviously. Um, and a lot of complaints are that they're not just not a lot of songs and there's really not on the disc, but once you hook up with like Guitar Hero Online, you can play there's like basically like a streaming music that plays like different songs all the all the time and so you can play songs there um you can rent songs basically through like another outlet on the online uh interface um uh, so i mean there are a good amount of songs um but what i really liked about this one is the new guitar so it's not like the different colors up the five colors or six or whatever the hell it was up and down i think it was five okay. um now there are six buttons but they're like s- side by side. And so there's like three, it goes three up and down and those are cut in half. And so it's all up at the tops. So you have like the white and the black is what you're playing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know why it just, and now I've never played a guitar in my life and I don't, and I could be completely wrong, but from my ignorant viewpoint, it just feels like it's more realistic that way. Yeah. Um, and I, like I said, I could be completely wrong. It just gives that feeling that it's more realistic. And I, I love the guitar. That's why um, I kind of rock band was on sale with one guitar in the game for 50 bucks, but I kind of, pa- I passed on that one because I like this guitar hero guitar a lot and I don't really want to go back to the rock band guitar. So now uh, did it come with a uh, cock holder with a what holder, uh, a cock holder for your cock. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, no, no, no I, it I'm didn't. Asking, unfortunately, why do you why do you ask? Of our nature that are well endowed, we might have trouble rocking out with a cock out. So I'm just wondering if it came. So you can oh, rock man. out with your cock out. It keeps injured. it keeps breaking up. I can't even hear you. Oh, that's so that's so sad. That's called internet censorship. Well, f- fucking internet. I guess there is no rocking out with cocks out. I guess. All right. So we uh, had some re- recording issues there. We are done rocking out with our cocks out, and we are back. So yeah. <laughs> thank you. I'm gonna stop saying four lettered words. <laughs> Zencaster doesn't like that, so it no. shuts us down. <laughs> Oh man! So the the I guess the last thing I want to talk about before we move on because we need to get to the review because God knows if we're going to get to it. Um, I watched the trailer for War for the Planet of the Apes, and wow. let me just tell you that my I have found my number one most anticipated film of 2017. Um, anyone who's been listening to the podcast for a while or reading the website, they probably already know that I am absolutely in love with the Planet of the Apes series, uh, both the original films and this reboot series that's been going on now. Um, and this trailer looks like it's like the most action-packed of the new series, and I cannot fucking wait to see this film. Um, there's just something about this p- premise that really connects with me, and I love it. Um, and uh, I was talking about trying to do a Star Wars series review. Well, or actually, I did a Planet of the Apes stars or Planet of the Apes series review uh, previously. Right before the the last film came out, so you actually can check that out in the fashions if you want to see my thoughts on that whole series. But I have a question. Yeah. Did the trailer come with a penis holder? (laughs) (laughs) I must be reverend. (laughs) You know, uh, uh, I have not seen either uh, eight movies. I've not seen any of the remake films yet. I own them both. I have not yet watched them. Oh, my God. You... (laughs) Okay. Uh, Well... (laughs) I haven't seen the second one. I'm just dying. Yeah, the um, the one with James Franco was pretty. Good. I do I do riff on that one. I haven't seen. Oh, it. it's fantastic. Yeah, I hear good things about it. I just I've never just sat down and watched them. I got them both yeah. in 3D too. I don't know. I don't want my problem. Is. Yeah, I don't either. But clearly, you have one, so you need to fix that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that one comes out ten days before my birthday, July fourteenth, twenty seventeen. So. I cannot wait. So that's War for the Planet of the Apes. If you've not seen the trailer and you're a fan of that series, check it out. I feel like it doesn't give away too much from what I could tell. So definitely recommend that one. But Cool. Yeah. So let's move on to our review for the week. So today we are talking about 2010's Kidnapped. And as always, if you've not seen the film, there will be spoilers from beginning to end. We will ruin the entire film for you. So make sure, if you care, you watch the film before you listen to this podcast. So if you've not seen it, hit pause, run and watch it, come back and hit play. And it's actually available on Netflix in the U.S. So unfortunately, Mark, it yes. was not available on Netflix there, but were you, I'll let you talk about that in one second. Okay. Um, so Kidnapped, uh, again, 2010 film directed by Miguel Angel Vivas, I am terrible with non-American names, and I apologize for my ignorance. Um, it's written by Javier Garcia Arredondo and the director Miguel Angel Vivas. I feel like such a jackass when I say their names, but yeah. <laughs> it has an IMDb score of 6.4 out of 5,704 votes, a Metacritic score of 49, a tomato meter of 33%, and an audience score of 50%. It had a $106,000 budget but I could not find anything for the gross. So 
Now, uh, I'm about 99% certain this is the first time any of us have seen this film, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I had never heard of this film prior to you. Okay, so Mark, tell us about your horror story of uh, trying to watch this movie this week. Well, I have a Roku, which I use for my streaming. Um, even though I'm a big Apple fan, I so for some reason, or maybe this is how it is, uh, but my Roku, it seems to be sent because I bought it in the States. Maybe it's, it's a US Roku. Um, so the it showed me a few options to stream it uh, via Netflix, via Shutter, or via Google uh, Play. So go to Netflix, or I use the link that I do when I search on Roku, and uh, ah, region locked, it's only available in the US. Okay, fine. Go to Shutter, because I would pay the four bucks for the month for Shutter. Um, it's US only. Okay, great. So go to Google Play. It's $2.99 for an SD uh, version. It's $3.99 for uh, an HD version. And I think it was like 14 bucks to buy. Well, I'm like, I'm not going to buy it. Um, yeah. I, I'd rather I'd rather get it, you know, I'd rather have a physical copy. But mm-hmm. the, the DVD is like 30-some bucks. So, and plus, Oof. I waited too late. I just picked up Prime in Canada. Um, so, I, in the future, I might be able to get it like, you know, next day. But uh, not for this week. So, I bought on Google Play. Uh, pardon me. I rented on Google Play. I started watching. And it's a dubbed version there's no subtitles there's no option for subtitles or there's no option for a spanish version it's english mm. dubbed and i can recall oh. the last time i watched an english dubbed film probably some <laughs> japanese hentai anyways um so <laughs> probably. Yeah. probably yeah probably did you, watch, uh, <laughs> did you watch perfect blue when we reviewed that one did you watch the english dub of that or did you watch the subtitled subtitled Okay. Yeah, it's I like hearing on that the one. actual actor emote, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I do find like when it came to um, the ills, was it ills the last uh, French movie we watched? Yes. Yeah. Oh uh, no, them was French also. Uh, ills in the no, that's the same movie. But we watched Inside as well. But I think ills. I had oh, issues yeah. with the uh, subtitling. <laughs> or no, you know what? No, it was uh, it was Inside. I think that had issues with subtitling. Where you know they oh. said Wednesday in French, and it was actually yes. They wrote Tuesday in English. So yeah, you told us that during Inside. Yeah, I'm yeah, just being so, an idiot. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, it's all good. Um, I'm so defended. Um, but uh, <laughs> I, I prefer I prefer um, the actual actor's voice. And honestly, I think because I watched the dubbed version, it kind of took me out of the story a bit you know mm-hmm. we'll, we'll talk about it with all the screaming and whatnot and all the crying um, oh, okay it just felt it didn't feel real to me just because it wasn't the actual actor's voice in that moment in that scene so mm-hmm. so unfortunately dubbed english but uh, only cost me four bucks so yeah you know okay. yeah i know uh ash and i we both watched it on netflix and so we watched the spanish version with the i'm sorry yeah the spanish language with the english subtitles right ash yes yeah. So. So, did you guys have subtitles when the uh, when the uh, invaders spoke in? Uh... Ah, shit. No. 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 Okay. No nope. subtitles for that. Just okay. Spanish. Gotcha. Uh, I'm so. Where were they from again? <sighs> I was just trying to think of that. The guy says it it's at one point. A, right? um, yes, it does. <laughs> fuck me. That's oh. that's the only letter I can remember. I don't. I don't. I don't recall. Okay. Well, you know, if we talk about it, it might come to us. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah. So. Uh, this one starts out, and uh, we get. It reminded me of the strangers, and Albanian. how we get. They're say again, Albanian. Oh They're yes, Albanian. yes. Okay, I knew it was an name. Okay, okay, sir. Okay, continue. And uh, the the beginning re- reminded me of the strangers. I thought we were seeing the end of the film at the beginning, 
And I'll be honest with you, I watched, as I was watching the whole film, I was like, man, this sucks that we saw the beginning of this already because I know that this is not the end. This is not it. And I was trying to figure out what the hell he was, she was, he was talking about with the remote. And then it wasn't until the, it, the movie ended that I was like, wait a minute. And so I had to go back and hit play again and realize that the man that was in the bag in the beginning was not the dad from the from the film. And I was like, oh, that changes that everything. All. Yeah, I missed that completely. Okay, well, that doesn't change how I feel about the movie. <laughs> yeah, it just See, showed to me like these guys have done this before. It's not just a random yeah. gig. This is how they make their money. Exactly. Right. Which, um, seeing that on second time makes it a, probably a little different experience. Um, but yeah, so what I, I guess I'll start with what I love about this film. Okay. Now, again, anyone who's been listening to the podcast for a while, you know, I just, I get off on the long take, man. I love fucking long takes. And this film uh, according to what I was reading, is actually consists of 12 long takes that they've put together. And oh. this opening shot is one long take. The whole thing where he bag on his head, gets up, walks, falls in the street, or gets hit in the car, by the car, falls down. That's all one take. And then we get the opening logo for the, the, you know, the title of the film. Mm-hmm. And then the next scene, which is arguably to me one of the more in- impressive long takes in the film, because it has this entire moving crew moving shit in in the house it has the mom the dad and the daughter and they have different moments different uh things that happen during there and it's all one long take from the from him driving in the car all the way to when right before uh she hits play on her iPod that's all one long take and that is that the skill and precision the 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 strength of the director to make that happen is just mind blowing to me. I love that. That is so cool. I never. That has that. to be my favorite part of the film. Yeah, I didn't the, even realize that when we were watching it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, you know, it is very fluid, and I have mm-hmm. a bit more appreciation for the technicality of the film now because I didn't even yeah. realize because like the way it moves. I, I guess I just assumed there were different cuts. But you're right. It, the, the camera doesn't really stray or or jerk mm-hmm. or anything. It's one big fluid motion the whole time. And yeah. it's impressive because it goes from the guy driving home up until the daughter hitting a play on her iPod. Mm-hmm. Right? I think I probably didn't even notice it because I'm so used to. I've been because this year I've been watched binge watched West Wing and I'm doing CSI and they do a lot of the walk and talk with the camera. And yeah. I'm, seeing it it probably didn't even register that it was one <laughs> right yeah i've not seen uh i've seen csi but i've not spent a ton of time with it i guess and i've never seen west wing but so in that going back kind of the, to the very opening before we get the credit so before we get introduced to our family <clears throat> on the phone call um the guy's talking to it in to his daughter and she just says dad they're here they shot mom i thought that was a really good way to kind of bring us into the to this to the world of this film um kind of what we're getting ourselves into um i really liked that line there's something about it that kind of just was unsettling and i really liked it what's very chilling yeah you know like uh, like you you the guy who's got the bag over his head he's surprised he's alive even after getting mm-hmm. hit by the car he seems to be okay for the most part Right. And here on the other end where he can't do anything, they're here and they've shot mom. Like, wow. I just sets the tone of the film. Yeah. Yep. With one line. And that's 
I think that's just really good writing there. So I'll have to definitely like that. Because it's a movie, I had a huge grin on my face. I'm like, ah, we're in for a good time. Right. (laughs) Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, the, so we get introduced to this family and another aspect that I think is so strong in the film. Um, and I feel like I'm going to kind of be the minority here, um, in terms of what I thought about the film, just, just an, a sense I get, I guess. Um, the family dynamic I thought was really, really well done. It was really realistic. Um, just how they it was so genuine the way they interacted with each other and and kind of moved in the space i thought was so good um and i think that is really important throughout the whole film because unlike um you know in them we had the couple um in the strangers we have a couple but they're fighting and inside we only have the single girl so this is kind of unique in that it's a mother son and daughter, uh, um, you know, what I'm saying a mother, father, and the daughter yeah. relationship. So that's kind of unique to what we've seen so far in these home invasion films. And uh, I really liked that aspect of it. I thought they did um, a good enough job that I really bought into it, and I wanted to see them survive. Oh, for sure! Like it just just the build up before mm-hmm. you know the shit hits a fan. Yeah. Um, it gives you enough that you kind of, I don't know, I would say care about these people, but you do care about their well-being because you know something bad's going to happen because you're the viewer right. watching this. So like, oh, it's a nice family. You know, it could be my family. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I don't have a daughter, but if I did, you probably wouldn't have supper with me. <laughs> right. Exactly. And that's you know a, what I mean. It's like, a, I remember myself being in that, well, not as a daughter, but as a son yeah. to my parents, um, mm-hmm. you know, maybe not wanting to stay home for a supper because I had a date. Actually, that never happened. Anyways. Um, yeah, <laughs> but you know, I, I like that family dyma- dynamic seems very universal, where everybody can kind of relate to it, mm-hmm. and they seem like a nice couple. And it just sucks that you know um, their future, uh, their, their their close future, isn't going to turn out so well. Yeah, and uh, just kind of a I don't know. I feel like the older I, as I'm getting older, I feel like I find myself relating to the parents more than the teenage, like the kids in the films anymore. Um, and that's, uh, yeah. So I just, I felt really empathetic with the, with the, like the mom and how she wanted to just the one night. That's all she just wanted one fucking night, like go out tomorrow night, you know, but, um, and then just because like, like now this year, like I want Chris Christmas to be perfect. Right, and you know, I want you know, I'm hoping everybody can get together and da, 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 and mm-hmm. like if things don't, you know, I feel sad. So yeah. I can totally relate to the mom. Hmm. Um. And as I was typing up the relationships, or so like that information there about the relationships, how I felt about the relationships, and unlike the other films, just boom, smash through the fucking glass out of nowhere. The dude runs in and punches out the dad and shit hits the fan. It was instant and I didn't expect it in the least. With our other films, we got introduced to the bad guy through a knock on the door um, and then how do we... And then with uh, them, we got introduced by like uh, the music outside being something happening outside. So it was not nearly as sudden... And any of these other films that we've seen up to this point in this arc, like it was here. And man, I fucking love that. It was just like, boom, a punch in the fucking gut. Here we go. I'll tell you this. I watched it last night and again today. Yeah. Before the podcast. And even today, I jumped. 
<laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, damn, that was that was a good entrance. Because, yeah, I, you know, watching it within twenty four hours, and I jumped twice. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like I was watching because I went back to the beginning to see if that was the same dad, and realized it wasn't. Um, I uh, would just let it play as I was like typing up the notes for the podcast, mm-hmm. and um, I was looking up, and they were having that conversation, and boom, it happened again. It's just so jarring every time because they're just in the middle of this. Of this uh, a mundane conversation about their family and it's just an instant everything changes it's just amazing mm-hmm. how did that affect did that have any effect on you at all ash um i liked that it, kind of like the boom you know instant i did like the uh i did like the family dynamic though i mm-hmm. think probably that it felt the most genuine out of all the ones that we've watched so far and i yeah i'd agree uh, but yeah, I was not expecting it out of, right out of nowhere. It was just, like, right. yeah, that, that was, I liked that part of this. Mm-hmm. That was really well done. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think this one is, it's a, it's violent, but it's in, it's violent in a different way than inside was violent. It's I like the word physical is just what comes to mind when I'm thinking about the movie. Uh, the way that the bad guys, the intruders handle the mom and the wife specifically um, is just so physical and just it's it is violent, but it's in a different way. But it's then inside. But it's just uh, it's still painful to watch. And I think kind of the the climax of that of that uh, physicality is when he breaks the mother's this is obviously jumping way ahead but when like the the cokehead guy breaks the mother's arm which was just painful to watch and then the rape uh raping of the daughter just the way she her, her glassy eyed staring up at the ceiling just like making noises that she can't control like it's just god that was sickening it was it was hard to sit there and watch and it's just very violent, but not bloody violent like Inside was. Yeah, well, two things. One, I find Inside, the um, violence was more cartoony because it's over the top. Yeah, that's true. But this, it just felt a lot more, a lot grittier, a lot, real, mm-hmm. a lot more real. But yeah. something I I noticed on the second uh, viewing today is that mm-hmm. Cokehead guy. Yeah. He tried ripping the mom earlier when she's on the ground. I didn't notice that at first, but her pants were kind of around her ankles. You don't really see it because the camera is facing the mom who's uh, and her head is up. Mm-hmm. So you don't really see her backside. But uh, he tried to rape her in the, uh, in the living room area where they're all sitting where the couches were. And I don't know if he just didn't was interrupted and couldn't or he just physically couldn't because of his drug problem. Um, but that's something I didn't notice the first time I saw the film. Yeah. I didn't notice that either. And I'm, I can think of that part. You know, um, like on top of her, like you yep. know, she's, on, she's on her stomach. And she's like, he's like, you know, nobody tells me what to do. Cause that's right after the guy called and uh, the guy who's with the dad called yeah. and said, not, don't do anything yet. I'm giving him a second chance. Yes. Um, and so he, he was like, nobody tells me what to do. And then the other guy was like, you know, he said no. So maybe that's. You're sure you're yeah. absolutely right. That's he probably was what he was trying. assaulting the mom. And, uh, but he does, he says multiple times in the film, why would I, why would I fuck you? You're old. She's young. And so that, that's odd to me, I guess. Well, because at this point Psycho- here. Yeah, it's psychological cruelty to the mom. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Twofold. Twofold. It's like, 
A, you're not good enough to fuck, and B, look, I can go fuck your daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and well, yeah, and then there's the third one. Yeah, you're not enough to protect your kid. So yeah, and plus she was saying, you know, take me, take me. It's like, why would I want to go with the version A when I get version B over here? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then with keeping with the violence of it, the way that the daughter bashes the cokehead's face in after the rape is just man that was incredibly uh fulfilling yeah. and just so violent in just the most brutal way imaginable and and the uh special effects there were great i might have been a dummy i don't know i think it was a dummy no it was a real um, person was it really no of course not Oh, I didn't know if they used CGI. Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I, I, I got two things on that. Yeah. One, um, that head bashing reminded me a lot of Irreversible. Have you guys seen that one? I've not, no. I think that's Gaspar in the way. Uh, it's like yeah, I think you're right. Is that movie where they do the whole film is shot from, from backwards or the, the, the scenes are displayed from the end to the beginning? Oh, okay. So like in, Memento? Yeah, but the whole movie is shown from end to start. So, like, the last scene will play through, and then the scene before that will play through up until the beginning of the movie. It, mm. It's it's gory, it's graphic, it's got a horrible, long rape scene in it uh, oh. by uh, Monica uh, Bellucci. Yeah, the, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's hard to watch. I've only seen it the one time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's one of those films that gets stuck in your head. And right in the beginning of the film, there is a uh, scene where Vincent Castell... Well, bashes a guy's head in with a fire extinguisher to oh. a similar extent. So mm. seeing that that head bashing run me of that right off the bat. And yeah. two, you knew far well that that fucking pewter egg on a pedestal statue was going to get right. used because it was mentioned <laughs> earlier in the film. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, how sturdy does that look? You know what? It's pretty <laughs> Um, one of the small details I really liked was that the when the father gets split up from the group, uh, the fact that he didn't want to see the leader's face because the leader tells him – I'm calling him the leader. It's the, the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he tells him, you know, I'm going to take my mask off. And the dad's like, no, no, like puts his head down, doesn't want to see it. Um, I, that's so right. That's so obvious. But it's, I feel like it's not something you would normally see in a film like this. Um, and I really liked that because obviously if the dad knows that if he sees his face, then he's probably not going to make it out alive. Um, so I thought that was just a really smart choice by the uh, director and the writer there. Yeah, I did like that part. I liked that the, the dad, but even when the, the guy's like, look, we're to do this, the dad's like, no, I'm not looking at your face. I'm refused. Yeah, right. I mean, it just makes sense. But one thing I thought didn't make sense or kind of he, he kind of goes off on a couple of odd choices after that. Um, when he goes up to the ATM and the lady runs up or the lady gets there first in this situation, he, I don't understand why he would go up and yell, talk with the lady. It's been made very clear that if he does something, something bad is going to happen to his family. So why would he try this when the guy is standing there watching him? Why would he think that he can't see him? It was just such a – it made no sense to me. It was an odd choice for me for him to make. Well, I think he uh, went about it the wrong way. 
you yeah. know, the, the way he startled the woman and then kind of just right. freaked her out to a point that she thought she was getting robbed. I think mm-hmm. his choice of words was uh, was was yeah. right, and his tone of voice. Yeah. Um, again, how do you convey a help me? My my family's being, you know, held hostage uh, in a calm demeanor that will not, you know, trigger the other guy's uh, alarm. So I, I think it's a lose lose situation. He she should have kept his mouth shut, or. Um, or maybe just had the girl try to get hold of police, you know, just to come to the area of the bank and not his house. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if I was in this situation, yeah, I probably would have kept my my mouth shut because yeah. I want them to remain safe. But right, you know, but that every guy had a different agenda in this in this uh, right. So yeah, nobody's safe. Mm-hmm. And then a little bit later, he gets. The 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 leader says, "Take my gun," and he doesn't do it, which I thought was really odd. Yeah, why not? Why hesitate? Take the gun and shoot him. I mean, the only thought could be that there's not actually a bullet in the gun. I guess. Um, but man, don't you have to take that chance? I don't know. Well, I, I, no, I don't think you can. Just because you know, maybe these guys have a system where you know, if I don't get a phone call in ten minutes, you off a family member or something. So let's say, yeah, that could be guy, true. Then I've only got so long to get back home, which I don't think he was far from home to begin. I was with. gonna say, I think he was close. Yeah, it only took him maybe five minutes to get there, if that. But then it's still two on one, and then with two hostages right. in the house, right? Because we don't know about uh, the boyfriend yet. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, the guy's kind of handcuffed. I don't think I think he made the right choice there by not taking it. Hmm. Um, but yeah. something that really bugged me with this with this film mm-hmm. was these these Albanians. Okay, their crime seems very petty. Like, I, th- yes, right? thank you. Yeah, with withdrawing That's... like cash advances on your credit card, right? All that for that, right? It's like, how... like the goals are very low, low goal. That's my thought, and I I could I had this feeling like the entire time that this isn't what they're really after. There's something bigger. There's something more. This can't be the motive. I feel like having no motive is strong, like we had in the lat, like the strangers, for example, yeah. is stronger than having the motive of of money in this such a small scale. Yeah, cash advance. I mean, how much money are they possibly getting from these ATMs? I mean, I, you know, I work for a bank. I know ATMs have a limit of like a thousand dollars a day, well, and I mean, it's probably different in other countries, but like, there's just not much there. Well, to I, get. Used to in, I used to work in credit card fraud and I'm like, the okay. guy's getting three grand with the three yeah. cards at the most. And if there's room on the credit card for that. Right. The guy might exactly. have a brand new house. He might have his credit cards maxed. Yeah. Right. You know, so I, and plus, you know, him saying as well, we'll do this again tomorrow. Like, yeah. It just, it makes no, it, it, the crime seemed too minute for the amount of violence that occurred, you know? Right. Now, I don't know the, history of the albanians during this time frame with spain i don't know if there's yeah. a lot of maybe you know a lot of poverty and these are guys that grew up together that are you know petty petty street thieves trying to up up their game so you don't have to keep mm-hmm. doing this i don't know you know i don't I know see, what the like, geopolitical um situation is well during the filming of this film right I, and i don't either but um it felt like to me that the kind of the the nicer of the bad guys. I don't know what tell you want to call him. The one who got away. Yeah. Um. I felt like he was p- newer to it, 
because he didn't I feel like he did he was in over his head and he realizes that at one point he's laying on the mother crying after she gets her arm broken and uh he just he felt in over his head and like I feel like he didn't really know the one guy all that well because he just talks about how crazy he is and it just it seemed kind of surprising to him the way that he acted the, the which leads me to believe I, that it was he was newer to the gang or whatever. Yeah, the gist I got was that Cokehead was probably not a regular yeah. member of the gang. It was uh, the guy mm. who was with the dad and himself. And this is a new guy that they, he probably isn't tested. Because the, the person that we do know who uh, was the mover, who was helping to move earlier, right? Yes. You guys, you guys realize that, right? Yep. Oh, okay. yeah. Because they made, you know, the girl made the, uh, the mention of, you know, why is, there, why is there a scar on your forehead type of thing? Well, mm-hmm. Obviously, it's from a previous uh, previous job. Yeah, exactly. Uh, An accident. Kidnapping. Yeah. So I I think you know the first guy and the mover guy they're tight. It's it's Koki Rapehead that uh, that probably wasn't the common uh, guy in uh, in all the previous heists. In the equation, yeah, that yeah. makes that makes sense. I could definitely see that. That makes sense now that you say it like that. Um, the yeah, you said something that made me think. Oh, the the safe. So yes. the they know there's a safe there, and maybe I missed it, but they asked for the combination for the safe, but then they don't do anything with it, do they? I'm assuming somebody went because uh, our our mover guy did leave the house with a bag full of stuff. So oh, I'm that's assuming, right. I'm assuming the contents of the safe were was in the bag. That could be, but I I just feel like that I feel like the safe would have been could have been a better motive for this entire film. Yeah, because if there was, you know, you could store hundreds of thousands of dollars in the safe and then that would you know this could be worthwhile mm-hmm. and i felt like they kind of and i don't know they missed that opportunity i feel like the the writers and the directors missed that opportunity one thing which i might have i noticed on my second viewing today which might have been nothing mm-hmm. but when the father is driving to the house for the first time after his day of work yes he passes by some cops in a residential area oh i'm thinking that the that the kidnappers or the the bad guys in the movie, they're hitting houses in the area because I'm pretty sure um, oh. that when he drives by, he's driving by a crime scene, and I can only assume by the opening segment that it involves that the, the guy and that family. Now, again, it's just it was just like a a passing thing in the background that you probably wouldn't have noticed unless you've seen the film many many times. Right, I did notice that on his drive home. You know, that's, that's interesting. And I definitely want to check that again. Um, because it's really weird. I'm sure I'm wrong, but both times when I went through that opening, I thought I heard something that sounded like screams in the background when he was driving. Mm -hmm. The second time I watched it, I almost at the end, it sounded like it was maybe a farm animal, like something, there was a noise that was made that I thought, oh, maybe that's just an animal. Did you notice that at all? That no, I didn't. But then again, okay, I, was so I, don't... I was listening to a dubbed version, right? So, oh, that's right. So the foley work might have been different or omitted. I don't know. Possible. Yeah, so I don't know, but uh, I'd be curious for you to check it out again. I don't think my rental will last past this podcast recording, so I'm not going to pay for it again. But uh, yeah, if you want to follow right. up on that, just to, I'm curious. Honestly, I just turned my TV on behind me because I'm gonna I want to see what you were talking about. I'm very interested. Um, but so, Mark, I I just rewatched that opening, okay. and 
you know, I have to disagree with you. Really? I do not see cops. I think what you're seeing, what maybe thought you were cops, I think that's just the movers. They're parked across the street from the driveway okay. of his house. Because I've watched you- like three times now and I don't see any anything that would resemble a cop other than that. Well, I just thought you noticed like, the crossing guard style like, reflective material on their chest. I thought maybe it was a patrolman doing traffic control because of the crime scene. I could be completely wrong, but apparently I am. <laughs> So I don't know. That's yeah. I'm just not seeing that. And and the the screaming thing I think was um, uh, like his turn signal. It was making a weird noise, and I think that's oh. what it was. That's what I heard. Okay. So I was wrong about that. But I don't know. Um, maybe I'm incorrect, but I I really am pretty certain that's just the movers that are like parked across the way because the way he he looks at them too to see like and what I get is like he's trying to make sure that they're not messing up his shit. See, but. the way too, because like he turns around to see, because you know, people kind of rubberneck when you see a crime scene, right? So mm-hmm. that's why it kind of, you know, again, that was my hypothesis or my 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 assumption of it, but it yeah, could no. easily just be the movers. Yeah. Interesting though. Very interesting. Yeah. Um anyway, we we cut there and I don't remember where we uh <laughs> where we left off. But uh moving moving ahead here. Okay. Oh, go ahead. I was just talking. We're talking about uh, peripherals we can buy for Rock Band and Guitar Hero, extra stands oh. <laughs> and. Uh, extra, but but uh, yeah, continue, continue with. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidnapping. Oh man! Right so, another thing I love about this, and I feel like this is probably going to be divisive, but they use this split screen effect, I and didn't like the split screen. Oh, you did good. Okay, because yeah, so I. I really liked it. It was very twenty four. yeah i I like the split screen just because so often in a lot of like movies and tv shows you're hit with stuff that's supposed to be happening at the same time and they'll like play it before or after and this Mm -hmm. is like going on at the same time like literally at the same time so i like that and they use it twice the first time we get it is when caesar gets into the house and uh the girls make their way into that room with the glass block windows and uh we get one shot of the bad guys with Caesar and the other shot of them in the room looking out and we see the shadow of the bad guys, which I think is such a cool ass shot. And so you really get that long take effect still, even though we're seeing it two different things at the same time. And then we use to see it again at the end when the guys, when the dad's driving home and decides to crash the car and when the daughter is destroying her rapist, which was awesome. Um, and so the, well, talking about the first time here, what bugged me about that is why the fuck didn't the daughter climb out the window? It it bugged me so much because I felt like she could. She just wasn't doing it. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? It reminded me of a WWE ladder match when they're not <laughs> supposed to win yet, but they're climbing the ladder, acting like real slow. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, well, the thing is, gravity is different up there, eh? So, right. <laughs> so. Yeah, but man, I did not understand why she just didn't get the fuck out of the house. See, that she didn't tried. bug me. She did try. She actually was running at one point. It was like right after she thought her boyfriend got shot. She scrambled out the window and she was running and then she got tackled like right outside. Right. But before that, she spent fucking two minutes acting like a dumbass at the door. She, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. It's like she wasn't even trying. She was well, just like barely want, hopping. I think she didn't want to leave her, her mom to that. Well, if she would have hurried up, they both could have got out of the damn house. Well, I don't think what? her mom was going to try even to get out. I don't think her no, mom no, there's, there's no room that she would uh, – she wouldn't have made it out. 
But what bugged me with that scene is why are the bad guys not breaking down the door? Yeah, yeah it took <laughs> yeah. them a long time. Yes, exactly. They, I was they have like... full access to whatever in the house. Uh, the tools. They're like, They're like sitting right next to the damn door. Exactly. You can start like, taking a mean? hammer to the door or something. Um, that's what bugged me. Just the knocking was jarring, you know, because it's not a it's not a pleasant knock. But they could have easily taken the hinges off the door or something. You know, it, it's a it's a basement door. Yeah, well, and that was the yeah, other just thing. a wooden door. They mashed yeah. their way into the house through the door upstairs. Why in the hell don't they just go to just smash the shit out of the door downstairs? It just that made no sense to me. They didn't Matter. smash their way through the door. They smashed no, their way through the window, and then the daughter opened the door. It's a door window. No, no, no. Uh, the the uh, it was one of those like um, like balcony doors where it was like yeah. a glass middle, but a door frame. So they yeah, just smashed yeah. a glass and, and got in. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That was what but they did. Time, what I'm talking about is in the basement though. They it's yeah. like it's like all of a sudden they get down to the basement. It's like oh, there's a door here. Like no shit, there's a door. There's tools laying all over the place. Use the damn thing. And not just that, but it's a glass wall. You know, with yeah. the glass bricks. Like yeah. you just taking the hammer, start hammering. Maybe they were they didn't want to make a mess. I don't know. But those are cinder yeah. block. I, I kind of understood the window because I mean it's cinder block, very but, thick, very difficult to break. But they had a sledgehammer. I mean, he picks up a sledgehammer. That's and, true. And later right, on, which is why I thought they should have destroyed the door. No, I, I can speak from experience. Depending oh. on the type of that glass cinder block that's there, because it's not really cinder block, it's like glass. Yeah. That smashes real freaking easy. Hollow. Yeah, and most of those are hollow. Oh, hollow. So they just hollow. they hollow. just smash. Yeah, they could have gotten through that like probably faster than the door. But it's just like um yeah, I don't know. It just that whole sequence there bugged the crap out of me. Yeah. Now, the door well, I didn't mind the, not going through the glass. It was just the door. I thought it's a wooden door. You, what you, what's taking you so long? But it did look like a solid door, though. But again, they did have that sledgehammer. They can easily p- start yeah. pounding away at it. It would have broken. Yeah, it just felt all set up to lead to that shot of her running and getting uh, stopped by the the other guy, by and outside. Yeah. It just felt set up, and I didn't like that part. Hmm. Um. But I like the – as much as I like the first shot, uh, split screen shot, I think I like the second one better um, just because it's, there's more going on. One, um, we kind of get that really long – we get that really long take of the dad who decides he's going to crash the car, which mm-hmm. I thought was a really good idea. It was one I was thinking earlier. I was like, you just fucking run into a tree and hope this guy flies out. Um, but he sits there for quite a while after being hit, which works perfectly and obviously intentionally so, because that's when the daughter's um, like attacking the bad guy with the blunt object. And mm-hmm. so I think it's just really well done. And then they are both in the house and when it comes together and forms one shot, I thought it was really cool. Uh, some yeah. might call it gimmicky, but I, I really liked it. I didn't think so at all. Uh, and, and when the shot came together, I you kind of felt overjoyed. You know, like dad's yeah, back absolutely. With, with daughter, you know. Right. Um, yeah, I actually, I, I really dug uh, that whole sequence. That whole scene was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt about that. But you know what? Up until that scene, you know, mm-hmm. up until the mom breaking her arm. Yeah. I, I thought the movie was kind of boring. Really? The violence you do see at first is off camera. And I'm like, oh, man, is this going to be one of those like all the gore is off camera kind of things? Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah, I thought up in, up until the mom broke her arm, her got her arm broken. Um, it was really kind of dull, and it's only hmm. at that point where things start ramping up. Wow. Well, I, I I disagree completely. I was just enthralled with it, at, right from the moment of the of the glass breaking. Well, I mean before that even, but um, really with the glass breaking and them coming in, I was hooked. I guess oh, it got me. Yes. That you opening, that 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 uh, entrance was was spectacular. But then. Yeah. I found it kind of dipped really deep um, to, to, to numbness in a way. Uh, you know, you're, you're seeing the, the father drive with the, with the unmasked guy, um, him going to the ATM. It kind of was like, fuck, this is boring. And really, I think it just kicks into like nitro. I think at, at that point where, you know, um, where her arm gets, it gets broken in and we get more, um, you know, we, we get more information on, you know, the guys in the house, you know, uh, one's a cokehead, he's, he's a hot, he's a hot tempered. And then you finally see that. But up until then, it's like they're under the mask. So we're not seeing much. But once they're unveiled, that's where I find all the, yeah. all the brutal action and like gore starts taking place. But there were some scenes that I thought were really good. So we get, um, you know, Caesar gets in the house and it just, again, the physicality of that I thought was, was, you know, engaging. And then, um, the, the cop coming to the door, which I thought was just an excellent scene, very tense for me at least. Um, and so I, I thought there were, there were things happening enough that kept it very interesting to me. And I think the reason I didn't mind the ATM stuff was because I honestly, the whole time I thought that was just a bullshit cover for something bigger that was being planned. Now, obviously I was wrong and that's not the case, but it still, it caught me because I was thinking to myself and probably had something to do with the fact that I saw the beginning and thought that was the same person. Um, but I just thought something more was happening and I kept thinking that something more was coming. And the fact that it didn't, didn't bother me because we got this incredible ending, which I thought was just fucking awesome. Yeah. You know what? Um, I found the, the cop scene. Well, first I wasn't sure if it was like a neighborhood watch cop or like one of those like security companies because of the outfit. Again, not knowing mm-hmm. what Spanish cops usually wear. Right. Um, but I thought that sequence was overly long. You really? Know, we, I thought so. I'm like, oh, this is wow. such a long scene. Yeah. <laughs> you know, with the whole like offering really? of coffee, can you warm yeah. milk wow. for him? Yeah, I thought it was, maybe it's my ADD, but I thought it was a little too long. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, I, I don't know whether it's the combination of the film and my work schedule or what. I actually thought this movie was really slow. This movie felt like it was a three hour yeah. film instead of a one or less than a one and a half hour long. Wow, it's a very short film. Wow, that's fascinating. Like three different times in this movie. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same way. I thought the middle part really, really dragged, but then the ending is like, oh, but yeah, it really, to me, it really dips down until it rises back up. You know, that's interesting. I don't know this one. um, I I definitely didn't have those those feelings about it, Um, but no, I can, I can, I guess I can see where you're coming from. Absolutely. Uh, but the, the cop scene I thought was, was really well done because it, it is a little longer than you might expect, but I think it's purposely so because it, I felt it helped build the tension and I didn't know if he was going to make it out or not. And I thought that was kind of what kept it going for me because at any moment, 
any one of the characters, the cop, the mom, um, the, the cokehead, or e- either of the people in the basement even. I mean, so, you know, five people, all they had to do was make one wrong move, one wrong motion, and this thing's going to hell, which obviously eventually happens. And um, I thought it was awesome. And it helped set up the, uh, the, the, the cop dying in there with all the blood. When she's running away at the end, she falls on the cop's blood, which I thought was a great fucking moment. Well, of course, she's wearing white. Obviously, she's going to turn red, right? <laughs> you know, she's wearing a white T-shirt. Yeah. She's got to fall in the red uh, in the red juice. But what I do find interesting with the cop scene is that, mm-hmm. you know, the let's call him Cookie. Um, he is allowing the charade to play uh, to play out until he grows bored of it. You know, I I think was looking for something. Was he looking for the sugar? Yeah, he was trying to find the sugar. Yeah, and, and they got frustrated, and then just mm-hmm. before finding the sugar, or before looking, I guess before deciding that he won't be able to find it, he did find the knife, and then uses that knife to kill the cop. Yeah, so it's like this guy. See, but he he put the knife down and actually closed that drawer. But then the daughter screams in the basement, and so then he grabs the knife back again and and kills him. Oh, see, I thought he found the knife there. Okay, he, if, he, he absolutely did, there. but he I saw I, he picks it up and then puts it back down. Yes. Okay, yes, yeah, yeah. Daughter screams. Wait, uh, never mind. Okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. in the basement or wherever the hell they are. But it's just like you know, he found this new toy. I eat the knife, mm-hmm. and then you know, I'm done with the cop. But let's use this knife now. You know, he's very right. He he doesn't plan things out. He's very uh, moment to moment, feeling yeah. to feeling. Yeah. No, definitely. So. Kind of at the end here, the uh, the ending of this one. So I, I thought, like I said, I thought this was just awesome. You know, I expected the guy in the car to return, um, but the gun, that the moments with the gun getting stuck. So she fires a shot, tries it, doesn't hit him. I guess tries another one and nothing happens. So I thought bullets were out, and so the guy walks up to her, takes the gun, points it right at her fucking face, pulls the trigger, nothing happens. I, th- again, thought the bullets were out. So then he messes with the gun, puts it up to her head, and I was thinking, okay, it's going to be the same thing. The bullets are gone was what was set in my head. And he pulls the trigger, and it goes off, and he fucking kills her. And that was like, wow to me. I could not believe that that had just happened. And then and then Caesar and the daughter come up. Caesar gets shot trying to run out the door. And then he just walks up the door and just starts stabbing her like with the knife a bunch of times as we go to black. This is after, of course, he has killed the the dad with the sledgehammer. Yeah. I mean, what a, just a brutal and, and an incredibly effective ending. I absolutely love that aspect of it. Yeah, let's back it up just a tad for listeners who haven't seen the film yet. So dad crashes the car, staggers in the house, finds daughter. They reunite. Yeah. Then she uh, he starts yelling for the wife, Marta. They walk down t- or they get downstairs. They have a reunion. Everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. So, ah, interesting. And it, yeah, so you you just exhaled, and I think that's interesting yes. because in the film they don't do that. The music and the tension is kept up the entire time, even after we think everything's fine or we're yeah. supposed to think everything's fine. They keep the tension up the way it's lit. The 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 music that's playing in the background or whatever's happening there, mm-hmm. the way they're frantic, I felt like they it never exhale. It never allowed you to exhale. And I think that's interesting. Uh, interesting so choice. Maybe because I listened, I watched that dub version. I, okay. I I'm not going to, you know, make an excuse. Maybe that sounds exactly the same except for the voices. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But to me, it's like everything is going to be fine because they're all reunited. You know, everybody got checked out. You know, are you okay, Oscar? Are you okay? Okay. 
So he goes back upstairs and then gets sledgehammer to the face. Wife comes upstairs. She gets shot to the face. Uh, boyfriend and the daughter go upstairs. He gets shot in the head while running away. And then she, her, her face, when she's on her knees in this mm-hmm. state of complete shock, <laughs> yeah. it almost looks she's wearing a mask. It doesn't look, she's got so much grief and sorrow in her face. It mm-hmm. does, it distorts her features. She's puffy eyed because of the screaming and then because of the crying. It doesn't look like her in, anymore. And then, you know, you're expecting her getting shot as well. And then yes, exactly. And then it's something more uh, intimate by yeah. getting multiple, st- like just getting stabbed in the stomach. <laughs> Mike Myers style in a way. It felt, yeah. To me, it felt very Mike Myers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that ending is a fucking punch to the gut. Yes. Like, what a way to, and then Fate that Black credits. Right. Like, yeah. What a way to end this movie. I did not expect that at all. I was in shock. Loved it. I love the ending. It made up for a whole hum middle for me. Okay. That ending was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Felt bad for the family. Right. As a as a, as a cinephist, is that a word? As watcher of the film, <laughs> cinephile. As a cinephessional, um, I <laughs> I love the ending. I thought it was out of left field. Did yeah. not expect it. I got my sigh of relief, and then mm-hmm. I got constricted again. So, <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. Excellent. So, Ash, what are your uh, your final thoughts and your star rating here on Kidnapped? You guys are going to hate me so bad. <laughs> Way ahead of you there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I I couldn't get into this one. Mm-hmm. I, I like the family. Uh, you you mentioned the way it was shot now, and and looking back on it, it's like okay, yeah, I can see it. You know, the technical standpoint, they did a lot of neat stuff for it, I, and they did make me feel bad for the family. Uh, and but it just to me, this one didn't have anything that made it stand out over the others that we've watched so far. I mean, it kind of hit all. The, I and the pacing was decent enough, except for the middle. I I almost fell asleep like three for which. I mean, yeah, granted, we're in the middle of peak season at work, and I'm working nine-hour days, and I'm really tired, but at the same time, it's just like, I, really? With all this crap going on, I'm falling asleep? Okay. Um, and I, at first, I didn't catch that the beginning was not the ending uh, mm-hmm. of the movie at all. Um, so, I, it was so right there, that put me off uh, before we even got into it. I mean, thinking about it now, I think it just... Uh, that would, you know, that kind of fixes a little bit of a few of the things for me, but I just, I, I didn't like this one much. Um, I just, it, it's a little bit longer than an episode of CSI or like, you know, one of the, the crime shows. And at the same time, it felt like way too freaking long. Like I've seen episodes of CSI that follow or the CSI, like law and order at SVU. There's an episode, a home invasion episode that, uh, it was way more, it felt more intense in that episode of SVU and I got more out of it in 45 minutes than this movie managed in an hour. And it's a little over an hour, but yeah. Um, so I don't know. I just, I, I wanted to like this one. It just, it just didn't do it for me. I, and I liked that they spent some time with the family that I loved. You know, it actually felt like an actual family unit. And, you know, the thinking back on it, I do like the camera, the way they did the camera. 
mm-hmm. but this one only gets a, uh, a one and a half out of star, uh, four stars from me. All right. And what about you, Mark? What are your final thoughts on your star rating for Kidnapped? Holy shit. I- I'm looking at the MDB for this film right now, and the director yeah. of Kidnapped, he's directing the remake of Inside. Oh, no shit. I did yeah. not know that. What a coinkydink. Yeah, that uh, really is. That's fascinating. Huh, huh. Well, that gives me a bit of hope for Inside remake now. Um, yeah. As for the film, I, I don't want to give it a miss or I don't want to lo- make it lose a star rating because I watched a dub version. Obviously, it's not the fault of anybody involved in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still kind of – I still liked it, but I would have preferred watching something, uh, a subtitled version of it. Um, again, the uh, the opening was great. The debut of these uh, three masked guys. The ending was awesome. The middle was just it just honestly bored me to a point where I kind of wanted to look at my phone. Um, so it's not fantastic, but it surprised the hell out of me. I'm gonna give this. Uh, I'm gonna give this three out of four stars. Okay, very good. I'm, I'm surprised. I have to admit, too, I hate the poster art for this film. I do, too. Oh. Because that character's not even in the fucking film. Exactly. <laughs> fuck? I don't I know. Like, yeah. Um, a lot of things, are the marketing for this film really yeah. hurts it. Yeah. Um, and honestly, if it wasn't for you mentioning this movie, mm-hmm. I probably would have never watched this. Because yeah. let's say this poster up art came up on my Netflix. Mm-hmm. It'd probably be on my list until it falls off Netflix. I yeah. probably, it would never be my first pick to watch. Um, so I'm glad I saw this, but the marketing, it does not help this film at all. Yeah. I agree with you there. Yeah. Um, so my final thoughts here, you know, kidnapped, I thought it was one of the more effective home invasions, uh, films that I've seen this arc in terms of the family dynamic being used to kind of manipulate the audience. Um, I felt more for this family than I did in the, for the couple and the strangers, uh, or the couple in them. Um, and I just felt differently than I did for the single woman in from inside. Um, they felt like a real family to me, which makes the situation that they're put in even more upsetting. Uh, the fact that the dad did make some questionable decisions to me in the middle of the film, I feel like that can be forgiven because he's in such an incredibly stressful situation that he's just trying to get out of in any possible way. Um, the ending is as brutal as I could imagine. And though it's one of the uh, the no survivor home invasion films. It's it feels like a plausible ending to me. Um, the weakest aspect would have to be the fact that the bad guys were simply after money. But you know, frankly, I'm not sure. I don't know if maybe they were after something else, but and it just went awry. But no, I think that's what they were after. Now that we've talked about it more, and uh, I think that's probably one of the weakest aspects of the film for me. Um, the rapist's death was incredibly fulfilling because it was so deserved, and it just looked fantastic, making that brutality of the scene just stick with me. On a technical level. Everyone knows I love long takes, and this film was filled with them. It makes me like the movie that much more because I can appreciate how difficult it is to make these long takes work well, especially when you have a bunch of people going in and out like the opening scene with the family and the the movers. Um, the split screen really worked for me, um, and I know some people probably don't like it. We all did, which is great, um, but you know, I... I thought it just did a great job of helping keep that flow of the film um, that, you know, this flow of the film that's almost exclusively using long takes for its shot selections. And I loved it because of that. Um, 
you know, I really liked Kidnap. I thought it was great. And though I'm not sure I like it better than The Strangers, I definitely like to watch it again. Um, so I'm giving Kidnapped, like you, Mark, three out of four stars. Nice. Yeah. So, awesome. We have one more in our home invasion arc next week, and that is Knock Knock with Keanu Reeves. So we'll see how that uh, – I feel like that's going to be just such a different film compared to everything we've seen so far. So I'm excited for that one. So am I. I've never seen it. So yeah. uh, I, w- I was waiting for this arc. Right. Definitely. Awesome. So let's move over to our Besting the Backlog Challenge. We are on round 10 now. And this, of course, is where we try to conquer our personal backlogs one week at a time. And as a reminder for this feature, each one of us will take a look at the other's unwatched pile, be it their home video collections or one of their streaming services like Netflix, Amazon Instant Video, or Voodoo, and pick one film the other hasn't seen yet and challenge them to watch that film before the next podcast, where they then give a quick review of the film. So this week, we actually chose for ourselves. So Mark... Mark, you watched Trancers 4, Jack yes. of Swords. Ash, you watched Mr. N- Mr. Nobody. And I watched Pieces. Um, I'll go ahead and, and start this week. So um, I've heard so much about Pieces over the years because of how influential it was to a lot of horror directors today. I think most specifically, I know of it because it's like Eli Ross' favorite horror film. He always listed as like one of his top five, if not top one horror film that he's ever seen. Um, so when Grindhouse releasing decided to put it out, I absolutely had to pick it up. Um, if you don't know Pieces, it's a slasher film, um, and it takes place on the campus of a university. And just for reference, I watched the original 88-minute uncut Spanish version of the film, um, not the 86-minute English version, English dub, whatever. But anyway, someone is uh, killing girls at this college campus, and the police are basically just trying to figure out who it is. And that's as simple as that. Um, I guess... The main character we follow most closely would have to be a young student at the university um, who his friends keep getting killed because he just like knows everybody at the university. He's been there for five years. Um, But really, we don't even really spend that much time with him. Um, It's a weird slasher in that sense because there isn't really a main character, but rather main red herrings, I would say. Um, We get a lot of red herrings throughout the film. Um, There's nothing remarkable about the story. And frankly, it's it's pretty ridiculous and even laughable at a lot of different points. But um, where Pieces shines and why I'm sure people still talk about the film today is with its kills. While they're not terribly creative, they're pretty damn brutal. And they come a lot quicker and in more volume, I would say, than you would normally see in a film like this. And they usually feature a beautiful half-naked woman, uh, which is always a plus. But other than that, though, Pieces, it, it's a fine slasher film, but nothing more, nothing less. You know, I liked it, but I can definitely see how it would have been more effective seeing it when I was younger or uh, maybe back when it first came out. Because nowadays, especially... After watching the shit that we're watching during this home invasion arc, uh, I mean, its best aspect, the shocking brutality of the murders, is not all that shocking. Yeah. Um, but still, if you if you like slasher films, you'll definitely want to check this one out. I'm glad I own it, and there are a ton of special features on the Grindhouse releasing releasing release, and so I definitely recommend that one. Um, and I can all I definitely see myself watching this again. You know, I'd love to be able to watch it with an audience in the future, though, because I feel like it would really shine in that scene uh, sense. But I, I give pieces three out of four stars. So I recommend it. You should check it out if you like slashers. So what about you, Ash? You watched Mr. Nobody. Go ahead and talk about that a little bit. Um, okay. So 
like I mentioned earlier, I'm kind of tired, and uh, I've only had a chance to watch this one. Um, I'm gonna have to watch it again. There's a lot of depth to it. I my my letterbox review for this, I, it's short. It's like a paragraph. Is basically <laughs> what the hell did I just watch? Um, <laughs> it, it's kind of interesting because it, it's a it's a sci-fi what if tale uh, where a guy who doesn't you know he doesn't know he doesn't remember anything about himself basically ends up being able to go back through his childhood and follow a few turns of his life to see how things would play out and try to you know f- make a choice. And it so it's kind of interesting in that respect, and they do play a lot of it, a, a lot with the aspects of it, but it was just, they don't do one life, then the other, then the next. It kind of filter, I mean, they focus for a while on one life, but it, it, they shuffle through a bunch of them all over the place. So it was kind of hard to follow. Oh, okay. <laughs> that end of it. Yeah, it, it's... Yeah, yeah, my wife nailed it. Uh, it's a little bit like The Fountain with Hugh Jackman. It's kind of a little bit all over the place, but it's well done. I mean, like, the mm-hmm. effects look great. It shot well. Yeah, Jared Leto looks great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, so I don't know. It just, it, it, I need to watch it again. It, like, actually sit down and, like, watch it without any distractions and, and try to digest it a little bit more. But I liked what I saw of it. Uh, okay. I give it, I give it three out of four for now. Test okay. Until my right. Turn. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. All right. And then we move over to, over to the Jackoff Swords. <laughs> yes. Chances for Jackoff Swords. <laughs> and Jack Death jacks off too much that he hurts his hand. <laughs> it would be a more to ding movie than what I just watched. <laughs> so... This is a direct-to-video uh, direct sequel uh, of Transfers 3, uh, Transfers 4, Jack of Swords. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was saying it wrong. <laughs> oh! <laughs> so, in this one, uh, Jack now is supposed to go back into the timeline to get rid of more transfers. But for some reason, there was some bug that was in the transfer unit with him at the same time so he got off course they don't know where he is and he falls into this medieval land where swords and magic exist um <laughs> the, the thing is with the transfer series is that the first transfers again I only watched it the one time but mm-hmm. it involved a guy who was mentally controlling these people and they call them transfers so they're kind of like zombie minions in a way right Kind of like okay. how they had little midgets for the tall man in in, uh, in Phantasm. S- similar gimmick where these guys would do the bidding of the of the master who was more of a psychic controller than anything else. But now transfers as of number really number three, number four, they're kind of like zombies. And in this uh, transfers uh, four, the because it's a medi- in medieval on a medieval world. I won't say medieval times, but in this medieval world. The transfers are a group of people that are kind of like royalty and they <laughs> live in a castle and they use the common country folk as food. So they're kind of like vampires now. If they don't feed, they get a little trancy and I don't know what happens, but it apparently really hurts. <laughs> so, <laughs> so now, so really the concept of this all has really changed, but uh, Jack Death continues to be the transfer hunter. Um, a few trivia things here that, uh, kind of like Puppet Master 4 and Puppet Master 5, 
Transfers 4 and Transfers 5, Sudden Death, not hockey-related. They were both filmed <laughs> back-to-back. So that's why Transfers 5 is the direct sequel to Transfers 4. Um, because, spoiler alert, at the end of Transfers 4, uh, he beats the bad guy, but he's stuck on this world, this medieval <laughs> world. Um, apparently, Tim Thomerson, who got, the guy who plays Jack Death, he is embarrassed by his involvement in Part 4 and Part 5. Oh, man. <laughs> and that's why uh, there's a Part 6, not part of the box set, and he's on it. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, uh, this movie was filmed in Romania, and it shows. Uh, Full Moon uh, Pictures did a lot of overseas filming because it was a lot cheaper. Um, but apparently, uh, there was a lot of budget issues with the film. And apparently, the director, David Nutter, um just ripped scenes out of the movie completely from the script. Hmm. So I know you're wondering, hey, Mark, is Shark the android fish from Transfers 3 in this movie? Uh, My answer, (laughs) yes, he is, but only his head. He was destroyed in a mission previous to the movie beginning. So all we see is his head. I, Mark, am so disappointed. Um, Can I recommend this movie? No, but it still hits me in the nostalgia factor because this is a movie I would watch if I was 12 years old renting at a home mom and pop home video rental store. So Mm -hmm. this movie is horrible, but 12-year-old me would love this. (laughs) A few extra things about this. First Transfers movie that has nudity, uh, Romanian nudity, and uh, Jack Death says fuck a lot in this movie. I don't remember him saying the F word at all in previous films, but he does like five or six times in this one. Um, I don't think it's Jack Death saying fuck, but Tim Thomerson, the guy who's playing Jack Death, <laughs> saying fuck. So, yeah. <laughs> um, worth a watch if you're a sadist like myself at times. Um, <laughs> not the best jumping point for the series. I would say that the transfers one. Um, yeah. So, um, I, I, I can give this a recommend. But I'm not giving this a don't watch. So okay. tread water. Right. <laughs> That's pretty much all uh, I can say. Okay. But if I had to give a star rating, I'd yeah. give it a one. Okay. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. But, you know, the water is nice and warm, so you can sit in for a bit. Yeah. Just get out when it turns yellow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Excellent. So this week... For next week, mm-hmm. I am picking for you, Mark. Mm-hmm. Mark, you are picking for Ash, and Ash, you get to pick for me. So um, I will start. Okay. Uh, I had, I have to ask this question, though, because I might want to change my answer here. Okay. Mark, I'm looking through your collection. What is Analog Assault? It seems you have five versions of this or five volumes. What the hell is that? <laughs> it's, a, it's a VHS uh, clip uh, compilation. Oh, uh, the guys at uh, Vagrancy up in London, Ontario. Hey, boys, uh, they love VHS, and I guess they have all these VHS tapes. And it's got um, it's got recorded VHS clips from yesteryear. Um, so, like the Butter Dwyer when he commits suicide, uh, that's on the VHS, oh, or that's wow. on one of the compilations. Um, a good six seven minutes of uh, Roller Games is on the on the compilation. <laughs> Um, there's much music back in the day. Um, it's a Canadian MTV and they had a thing called speakers corner and you would put like, I think a, a buck or two and you can record like a vlog and they would air it on the, on the, uh, on the music channel. 
like between music uh, videos and whatnot. And I guess there's one where there's a girl that's giving head to a guy, so that's on it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I think I've got f uh, one, one through four, and then six because I think five. Um, there's some hinky stuff on it, so I didn't pick it up. But uh, yeah, um, it's it's like a VHS compilation of all weird stuff, like from all around. Oh, there's you one. If I if I remember correctly, there's one where there's a clip of a porn. And for some reason, the guy just can't get it hard. So it's him just flipping and flopping, and it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's like, this. he's got this hot chick. I so think clearly you've watched bar. these. Uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I have. But can, can, I, can I recall a, a, like a favorite one? No. But like, I remember one, yeah. So this guy is trying to bang this chick, and they're in a bar, and he just fucking can't get it hard. So he's trying to bang her with like a flaccid penis. It's oh my god, yeah, I am so fucking yeah. glad I asked. I haven't seen that in a long time. If you get your cock, I'll mail them to you. <laughs> Next oh time man, I see I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll 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 uh, go say hi to James and I'll uh, I'll buy some. <laughs> well, I won't obviously use those, but um, I had one. It was uh, one that you recently purchased, but then okay. you opened your mouth earlier. And so you get to watch Rise of the Planet of the Apes for next week. Is that the first one? Yes. Okay. Yep. Okay. Uh, down here. Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Okay. Yeah. So that's not what All you right. decided. Um, I probably shouldn't tell you because it's so hard to find one that you haven't seen. And I'm pretty certain you haven't seen this one. So I'll probably use it again in three weeks. But Okay. I'm curious. I'm so curious. I'll tell you. It was, I was going to have you watch no, The no, Hunger. No, 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 no. Oh, I told you. Ah, you son of a gun. I didn't see that one either though. Yeah. That's all right. Watch it anyway. I will eventually if somebody gives it to me. <laughs> that one I've heard really good things about and I want it, but uh, it's quite expensive. But I think what you bought, it might have been a new release of it. Not expensive at all. Uh, yeah. So during Black Friday, uh, which I haven't yet put all my pictures up. I'm trying to space them out because mm -hmm. I don't want to flood. But um, Warner Archive had a special on uh, on Amazon.com where it's pretty much buy two going free. So that's okay. where I got, uh, I got uh, body... Um, Body Snatchers, the one with Gabriel Lenoir. Yeah. Uh, Hunger. And uh, shit, what was my other one? Um, oh, damn it. I'm getting a brain freeze. Shit, shit, shit. Um, anyways, well, I got a third one. But yeah, they, it was pretty much buy two, go and free. So I picked up three of them. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. So, um, yep. So for next week, you will finally get a taste of Rise of the Planet of the Apes. So I'm excited to hear your thoughts. Yes. So Mark, what is Ash watching for next week? Um, I picked Everly from 2014. Everly? Yeah, with Selma Hayek. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're talking I, about. I, can I enjoyed the cover. this one. Yeah, I enjoyed this one a lot. Good. Everly, perfect. Oh. You know what he's talking about, right, Ash? You got it? Yeah, because it's on. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Cool. And then, Ash, what uh, what do I get to watch for next week? I can't believe you do not have Transformers, the 1986 movie on your I know. I, I've been, again, that's another one. It's been like over 20 bucks everywhere. And so I haven't picked it up yet, but I that's the, one I, I want. I have the 25-year uh, DVD edition. I, I oh, okay. I went to the 30-year Blu-ray yet. Yeah, that's the one I want. And this, there's a steelbook from uh, Shout Factory that I want to get. It's just been pricey, so I haven't, uh, haven't pulled the trigger yet. You haven't seen the original Wild Things? Denise Richards' boobies. Yeah, that's the one. So, yeah. Uh, wild things wild things yeah awesome six kevin six. bacon and yeah and, and uh, kevin bacon's penis you do see and, his penis in this uh, one yeah oh okay yeah 
All right, perfect. I, Good. I think he's playing rock band. <laughs> but like, like the first one, like rock band one. Yeah, obviously, right. I could be wrong. I'd have to watch it. <laughs> Excellent. So that's good. I like that pick. Excellent. So Mark, you are watching Rise of the Planet of the Apes for next week. Ash, you are watching Everly. And I am watching Wild Things. So just to give us a heads up for next week, obviously, um, I will be choosing for Ash. Ash will be choosing for Mark. And Mark, you'll be choosing for me just so we kind of get a <laughs> ahead of the game like we did this week. So Awesome. All right, so that will be that for this week. So the next episode, which is going to be live next Friday, December 23rd, I believe is the date, and it will finish up our incredibly fun home invasion arc, so that's always unfortunate, but yeah, it's going to feature a review of 2015's Knock Knock, and we are also going to announce our next arc on the next podcast, and that'll give you guys about two weeks to watch the film because we will be taking uh, some a week off for Christmas and New Year's, so... If you have a question for the three of us here at the Cinefessions podcast, you can use the hashtag InFilmWeTrust on Twitter and send us a question for the question of the week. We would really appreciate it. We will do our best to answer anything you guys send our way. So again, make sure you tweet at us using that hashtag InFilmWeTrust. If for some reason you're not on Twitter, you can call us at 1-302-448-TALK or you can email us at contact at cinefessions.com for any question of the week options. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, if you like what you're hearing, please leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, or wherever else it might be that you're listening to us. Positive reviews help us get more listeners. So we really appreciate you taking the time to leave us a review. So thank you again to Mark and Ash for joining me this week. It was a Hell of a week in terms of trying to get this damn thing recorded, but uh, I had a good time talking about kidnapped. So thank you guys. Yep. All right. And I want to thank everyone for listening to the 73rd episode of the Cinefessions podcast. And remember, in film, we trust. We'll catch you next time. Yeah.